I'm joined today by Cindy Rose, Head of SRI Research at Aberdeen Asset Management. Aberdeen are the investment managers for our ethical fund. Cindy, different managers adopt different approaches to ethical investing, and some will have stricter criteria than others. How would you describe Aberdeen's approach? Well, the St. James's Place Ethical Unit Trust has 15 negative screens, and these screens cover everything from alcohol down to weapons. We've worked with the client over a long time to establish the screens for the fund, um, and these are the screens that the client wanted, so that's, that's good. Um, our investment process is bottom-up, and we look for companies that are good long-term quality companies at a reasonable price. Um, in terms of how the fund compares to other, un- other ethical funds, it's really hard to say. Um, the fund has 15 screens, so it is fairly heavily screened um, in terms of other funds. But in terms of others which might use a best-of-sector approach, for example, then it wouldn't be as heavily screened as that. And, and I wonder if you could help uh, explain where your team sit within the invest, investment process. Are, are you, do you feel as though you're fully-fledged members of the investment team? <laughs> sure. Yes, absolutely. Um, I work on the ESG SRI team, and ESG stands Sorry, for... could you just explain what's ESG? Because ESG may be not a term that people are familiar with. Absolutely. ESG stands for Environmental, Social, and Corporate Governance, and SRI stands for socially responsible investing. So the two are very similar, especially from a screening perspective from the client side. Um, they're slightly different, but there are five of us who sit and do ESG or SRI type screening, and we sit together with the larger global equity team, and all of us together make up about 16 people. And the reason why we feel that we are Um, together with the entire global equity process is because the research that we undertake, either risk assessment for ESG or negative screening for SRI, all of that information goes onto a central database system, and the five regional equity teams around the world for Aberdeen all have access to that information. And this information goes together with the financial information that we have on companies, so we have a better 360-degree view. And I wonder if you're looking at the uh, global equity universe um, on a day-to-day basis, uh, is the same information available for businesses in the developing economies um, where I think anecdotally it would be fair to say that corporate governance isn't as strong as for those trade on the more uh, mature markets? It is. Um, Our experience has been really positive with emerging market companies, actually. When we started looking at them about 10 years ago, it was hard to find companies that could find someone to speak English with you and to try and explain what they were doing from a, a quote, corporate social responsibility aspect. Um, however, um, in the past seven and eight years, that's not been so much of an issue. We've spoken with lots of companies in the emerging markets, and they all are very aware of how important this uh, topic is to investors. Um, and you were asking just a, a, about the portfolio and examples, and I think good examples of emerging market companies which have demonstrated um, good corporate responsibility programs, um, two of those would be Petrobras, which is the Brazilian petrochemical group, and Swire Pacific. Um, it's an Asian conglomerate. It's based in Hong Kong, and we've been long-term investors in both of these companies. 
And Petrobras has worked specifically um, to eliminate child labor, which it did use 15 and 16 years ago, um, from its supply chain. And it's also worked to, to drastically reduce its fatality records. So that's been fantastic. Um, they've been very transparent on both of these issues. Um, and Swire Pacific has also been active in the ESG space. Um, they have asked us as clients, as investors rather, what we would like to see them do. We engage with them on a regular basis, and they've worked to improve their environmental and their labor aspects. So we talk with these groups all the time, and we've always had really good um, transparency from them. That's really interesting. Um, uh, but, but from a practical perspective, um, what, what about the, the opposite? When a stock no longer fits the, the ethical criteria, it fails one of your, one of your screens. Do you, do you have to sell it immediately? Um, perhaps you give us an example of, of, of that type of situation. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, we research and analyze all of our equity investment holdings at least once a year from an ESG or an SRI perspective. Um, in the event that a holding contravenes the criterion for, for SJP, um, for St. James's Place, then we have 30 business days to divest. Um, and you have to remember that the rules for the fund are that a, a holding has to not, has to do something bad for that fund in order to contravene the criteria. So two examples of two companies that would fall into this category um, that used to be held by the fund but which um, have had a change in their practices, so they fail for inclusion in the fund. Um, two examples are HSBC, which is the International Banking Group, and also CVS, which is a pharmaceutical retailer in the U.S. Um, HSBC has been fined um, for working inclusion with other banks, um, to set checking fees and also for wrongfully disclose, uh, foreclosing on homeowners in the U.S. These are bad business practices, and the fund's criteria specifically states that companies that have poor track records and business practices will fail for inclusion in the fund. So those types of activities have knocked HSBC out of the portfolio. And likewise, CVS, um, over the past couple of years, has received fines for failure to keep records on the drugs that it dispenses to its customers, and it's also been fined for defrauding the U.S. insurance systems like Medicare and Medicaid. Um, so these types of activities have meant that the company can no longer be held in the portfolio. And, and finally, I, I wanted to ask about a, um, a stock that may have been added to the portfolio, and, and one that springs to mind is um, the South African telecoms business, MTM. What, whilst if, um, if, if we're thinking about stocks in the pharmaceutical or tobacco industry, there, there are obvious um, negative screening criteria that, uh, that they would fit into. How, how do you and your team look at something like MTM Group and, and uh, think about uh, the, the ethical type issues of that sort of business? Yeah, okay. So first you start off with the investment process in mind. The investment process, as we said, was, is bottom-up, and it focuses on quality and value. Um, so MTN, first and foremost, satisfies the quality rating. It has a strong balance sheet, has good corporate governance, it has healthy cash flow, and it also enjoys um, a solid market position in frontier markets where there is relatively low penetration of mobile or data services groups. Um, it's very attractively priced in the market. So those two factors satisfy both the Q for quality 
and the V for value or price for the investment. In terms of the ethical considerations, the rules for St. James's Place um, state that you can't contravene the stated criteria, as we said. So in the case of MTN, the group doesn't have a poor track record in things like the environment or labor or business practices, nor does it have more than 10% turnover from the sale of alcohol or tobacco or um, gambling or services to the military. So it doesn't contravene any of those criteria. So it's a permissible investment from an ethical perspective. I think it's helpful to point out that MTN does have some good things in place as well in terms of um, ES&G. It has a robust compliance monitoring system, and it works to reinforce its procurement process so that they can avoid bribery and corruption issues. Um, It's also taking um, oversight of its health and safety records so that it can improve that going forward. So so really the group does demonstrate both quality from an investment perspective on the balance sheet side, but it also has um, good corporate governance and good ethical considerations as well. And capturing all of that in just a few final words, perhaps you could help um, our clients understand why the ethical fund should be included amongst their portfolio of investments um, going forward. Yeah, sure. Um, St. James's Place is um, it's a it's a great opportunity for investors who appreciate um, the investment process. And the, the investment process is long-term holding. Um, in good, solid, quality companies, which are reasonably priced. And the fund also has the overlay of the SRI considerations so that investors who don't really want to be participating in certain activities in the marketplace don't have to worry about that. They can sleep well at night, as it were. So it, SGP or St. James's Place really does have both of those um, capabilities and, and has a good offering for clients. That's really interesting. Cindy Rose, thank you very much indeed for your time. Thank you. Any views and opinions expressed are solely those of the individuals and are subject to change. Where individual securities are mentioned, they do not necessarily represent a specific portfolio holding and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase or sell. Please be aware that past performance is not indicative of future performance. The value of an investment may fall as well as rise, and you may get back less than you invested. Returns on equities cannot be guaranteed. Equities do not provide the security of capital characteristic of a deposit with a bank or building society.